dumbass. Stupid. Makes me want to It's Cross Culture. You know how we like to start. Hey. 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 I don't like it. I'm everybody. It's what? Cross culture. It's what? Cross culture. It's what? Cross culture. Hey, hey. Cross culture. Hey, hey y'all. Hey. It's cross culture. Ooh, cross culture. Hello, hello, everyone. I am Erica Mona. And I am Damio. And, and this, this is Cross culture. culture. Welcome back to another fabulous, amazing episode. Another episode. Erica, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm in good spirits. It's been busy. Mm-hmm. It's been hectic, but I'm in good spirits. Awesome. What's the highlight of your week? Um, well, I had a grad observation this week. Okay. Um, and I did really well. I had great remarks on it. So oh, great job. I'm just whoop whoop for myself for that. Good for you. Good job. Were you nervous about it? A little. I mean, I was like nervous in the sense of like, oh, somebody's coming to observe me. Somebody's coming to watch me. This, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But. It was cool. For the most part, it was cool. Do you typically have to tell the kids to kind of like prep them like they have to behave today or like you don't tell them? I tell them just so they, they're not alarmed by a stranger in the Okay. Room. Right. It's not necessarily to be like, be on your best behavior. Uh-huh. I mean, that's implied. Mm-hmm. But it's also <laughs> like, okay, so somebody is coming. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be weird or rude and be like, who is that? Because somebody's always going to ask. Like, who is yeah. she? Uh-huh. Yeah, Why so. they sitting there? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, okay. That, that's, that's it. Well, congrats, girl. That's good. Thank you. I'm going to see my highlight. Um, I started working out again. Um, I've been doing like 60 squats a day. So I'll do 30 morning, 30 at night. That's where I'm at now. I've not done anything more. Um, but I've been consistent like since Monday. Okay, good. So I'm almost at a week. And actually, it does feel good. Um, so that's what I've been doing. Um, also bought me a house. Also a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also getting married shortly. <laughs> I'm just manifesting. <laughs> I mean, <what? laughs> I mean, like that's you know, I'm as I say, manifesting, putting it in the air, oh, um, true, having true. faith and believing in God for it. So I mean just when I do my like uh morning prayers and stuff, I just say like it's happened. I'm like, God, thank you so much for this beautiful house you gave me. You know, oh, good job. Um, just you know, just wish to uplift myself because I noticed like the past couple of months I've been like in some internal funk, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, let me just kind of like change the view, you yeah. know. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much been going on. So I'll invite y'all, you know, to the celebration nice. soon. True, true, <laughs> true, true. Okay, um, but yeah, thank y'all. I've been trying to go on dates. Ah, I think we've, been dates. we've been dating a little bit. Slightly. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Um, Manifestation. Oh, okay, right, right, fact, right. We have been right. dating a little bit. Also, how's your day in life going? I mean, it's alive, which is more than I okay, can say. Okay, okay. Before. Okay. Is it like, oh. Where you want it to be? You know what I mean? Have I found the one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we'll find out on the next episode. Right? <laughs> 
But have you been like going now, enjoying the dates, enjoying the company? Um, I feel so. Erica, oh my God, why we ain't tell the people that we went out yesterday? I'm Eric. gonna sip. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, okay. Here's the thing. And, and honestly, listeners, we're open to suggestions. Yeah. Me and Erica literally have been trying, because you know, it has been a thing of like, okay, whatever, we haven't found the one yet. Yeah. So it's like, are we not positioning ourselves in places to find the one? Maybe we're not. We're not going to the place. We are definitely not going to the right places. Yeah, and we've been trying, we've been trying to go out, we try to go to little shit we see on Instagram or mm-hmm. whatever, and every single time it's a dud. Yeah. So guys, please put us on, on your going out techniques, where you go, yeah. how, you, how you aim to go out, like... Give us something. I think seriously, because you know when we go out, it tends to be like a in a moment thing, right? It's not something like oh, we really planned. And I think even the places that we've you know been to, there are places that we used to go to. It's just that they're not a vibe anymore. You know what I'm saying? We're bougie. We're older. We want a different class of people. Like it's just not working out. You know, people are age to go out. Like the place we went yesterday, it was just like this is just too ghetto. Yeah, we it's just we, it, it's just not our class of. We people. definitely went to a hood establishment. It, it just was not, you know. So like, we really need to go to different like rooftops. The rooftops they have different vibes, or like different like happy hour bars. We have to go at the right time. We gotta go to the hotel bar. Exactly, it's all about the timing. We be going at the wrong time. Wrong we have to place, go at the popping hour, you know. Um, you know, look a certain way. I, the look part is never a problem for us. That's not a problem for us. But it's just like find the right setting, the right time, the right group mm-hmm. of people. That's really what it is. I think we'll get there. I was because I'm just like I'm telling myself like, okay, just go up at your by yourself one day, like literally, just go to some nice place in downtown by yourself, and don't be awkward about it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like you get there, like okay, because it do be awkward. It's like okay, but now what do I do? Yeah, but that's how you do but it. But you know what? I did say that I'm gonna use this. Um, Football season, you know, I have two cousins that play too. And Girl, you, you darling, man, you better put us on. No, I was saying. You got cousins that are in the major league that no, they're playing real football, not college. These are two colleges. No, they're trying to let, let them get their life together. Let them learn their teammates before we start doing all that. Okay. But I said I am going to start trying to go to like bars. Because mm-hmm. I went to one place and it was like a, like the place I went for my date was like a nice sports bar. Okay. So I would go there to like watch a basketball game. Because I can could, I could right. follow basketball mm-hmm. enough. You know, so like, so maybe, I could pretend to follow basketball for real, just to just like go, yeah. just to go to a bar, catch a football, catch a Bears game. Like, let me get into that yeah. vibe, yeah. Too. Also, Super Bowl party because I want to see Usher. Oh, right, he's doing the halftime, right? Yes, nice. But we'll talk about that later in the episode, guys. It's time for yes, hot topics. All right, you guys. So, um, typically in hot topics, we do like to talk about some of the um more sad news i want to kick it off by sending a rest in peace to the granddaughter of nelson mandela first of all the granddaughter of nelson mandela who had a battle with cancer um she passed away earlier this week her name is zolika um zolika mandela I'm assuming. So she passed away at the age of 43. So I just want to take time to honor her memory. Um, Along with that, another unfortunate incident where a 15-year-old girl by the name of Elian Andem, um, a 15-year-old girl. 17? No, she was 15. The boy is 17. Oh, I thought she was 17. She's she's 15. A 15-year-old girl um, was stabbed 
while trying to protect a friend. So mm. the situation was um, her friend was dating a 17-year-old. You know, how mm-hmm. old you dating the high school guy? And they broke up recently. Yeah. And it seemed like he was trying to, like, love bomb her. Like, he was trying to pop up on her with flowers and stuff. Just trying to, like, force the don't leave me, baby mm-hmm. type of mindset. And it was, like, obvious the girl didn't want to be bothered. So Elian, just trying to do what any girl would do, tried to kind of, like, okay, leave us alone. Yeah. Let's, let's go. And um, that's when he took a knife out, I guess, trying to stab the girlfriend. And she stood in the way of her friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, she he stabbed was, her in the neck. Yeah. He stabbed her in the neck. That You know, with London over there, the UK, you know, like, they have better gun control. So their things be nice. It be nice. Literally be nice. It be nice. And they did try to, you know, um, save her as much as, you know. But she, especially at the in the neck, too, it's like, damn. I just think that's so unfortunate. Very sad. Um, You know, especially when we talk about. I think that the whole gender wars on social media mm-hmm. has like really made it situations like this not seem as important. But when we talk about femininity, when we talk about um, you know ending test toxic masculinity, yeah, we're not talking about guys who like sports or yeah. whatever. We're really talking about the idea of men who cannot take no for an answer. Yeah, because it really is scary out here to be a woman and to even think that this was a 17-year-old boy that did this. He's not yeah. like a full grown adult, like, oh, he's been through life and shit don't happen. And, yeah. you know, he's been hurt and, you know, he's this mad 30-year-old man. This is a 17-year-old boy, Yeah, you know, that, was, that had a knife and was like, I'm going to stab her. Exactly. That's crazy. That's like it starts at such a young age. Like the poison really starts at a young age. Um, so definitely rest in peace and pray for comfort. I think they did mention like they they uh, they've arrested him. Um, but I pray for you know comfort for the family. Like the girl literally just started her life. Like she has not you know. Yeah, I'm sure she's like what a freshman sophomore. Yeah, like yeah. that. It it really is unfortunate. So we just definitely want to make sure that we send um love and light to that family. Yes. Okay, let's switch things around. Let's kind of like shake the table a little bit, right? The table discussion happened with Love and Hip Hop, as we know, with the whole Eric Mena, Blue Monkey, um, Blue Monkey. Spice situation. <laughs> so we have the red table, not red table, but the round table. It was um, Yandy, they had Rashida, they had Young Jock, they had um, Carly Red, um, and they had Sierra, I believe. That's her name, Sierra? Yeah. And they had Scrappy, too. Um, just kind of talk about it. How do they feel? Obviously, Andy was a more, she's one I was able to speak more. You know, you know, I feel yeah. like people like, sorry to say, but Sierra, Scrappy, they can really articulate themselves really well. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of like. I feel like it's known Erica the longest for real, too. Uh-huh. So I was just like, okay, this dynamic of people interesting. So there was a blow up on social media at first well about like, okay, why is Erica Mena not invited to this red table talk? Mm. Why am I keep saying red table because talk? Because the round tables do round be the table. red table talk. That's what the red table is, the round table. Oh my God. You know, because Erica, she was like, you know, this should have been a teacher moment. I should have been there too since I said this, whatever, whatever. And you know, she, she was like, you know, love and hip hop. They're just using this as, you know, social media thing also, you Facts. know. And I kind of agreed with her. With to that, revive the you know? franchise for sure. Yeah. I agreed with her like okay it kind of makes sense for her to be part of this conversation but now with the talk conversation they showed clips um with the love and hip-hop shooting where they did try and address her you know mm-hmm. during their regular shooting mm-hmm. like yeah you called blue it was at um bambi's divorce party <laughs> like you called you know whatever and she basically was just like i didn't mean in any racial way i'm puerto rican and dumb and dominique uh Dominican, I'm as black as y'all. And my sister is dark skinned. I have no racial bone in me. I'm as black as y'all. You know, we but we all black. Mm. So now right there, that shows she doesn't give a fuck. 
Like yeah. even if if her intention, because sometimes we be saying shit, right? So let's say we give her benefit of the doubt that her intention was not to say she didn't mean as a racial slur. Yeah. Maybe she just thought the bitch looked like a monkey and blue because she always wearing blue, right. right? But it's like okay, now we're saying, hold up, this is actual a racial slur, mm-hmm. right? This is definitely inappropriate. It's TV, black one, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. And you're still like, no, 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 no. It's like okay, now come on, bitch. Then now it's it's given given we are really insens- insensitive mm-hmm. and you don't care about black people you know because she's always even, this way. That's the thing that's blowing me about this round talk conversation because I'm like she's been this way. This, been this is not the first time someone has called somebody a monkey or said some type of um, racial Wild stereotypical yeah. stuff. You know that's kind of like damn prejudice stuff. This is not the first time, right? Um, but for me, I was like, okay, Erica, you know it's just given. <sighs> You may claim you're black as much as you want to claim that you're black, but it's it's just not the same. It just it really is not the same. Well, y'all, <laughs> every every couple episodes I've land right back here. Yeah, yeah. Where I be telling I'll y'all, you I told y'all that this Afro Latino shit was gonna blow up in y'all face. I'll give you that. I told y'all because to me that's exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. First of all, she's telling y'all what y'all told her. Yes. She's telling you that she is every bit as black as you. Mm-hmm. She's Afro. She's Puerto Rican and Dominican. I grew up in the Bronx. She grew up in the Bronx. I got black kids. She has sisters that are as dark as you. That is what all y'all said was black. Mm-hmm. That's when people were shouting, oh, but Afro-Latinas are black. I'm like, are they black or are they just Afro-Latino? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's the thing. They're I've just been Afro-Latino. Saying, I'm like, are they just Afro-Latino or are they black? Because y'all just making them the same. Yeah. Now look. The nuances of blackness, which make people black, she does not understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that'd be like what we as black people need to really like start holding, upholding with a standard. Like mm-hmm. being black is not just looking black. And it's not just a social media costume. Yeah. Because that's just what it's given. It's, it's given like being black is a costume you put on for event shows, being right? For reality like TV. Exactly. That, that's not just, and that's yeah. another thing with the conversation that blew me because I always get confused with this new era when people say the culture, the culture. Because for me, I'm like, what is the culture? Like, what part of the culture are you referring to? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is it the language? Is, is it the way a girl group of, because culture is the way a group of people live. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Are we just talking about hip hop music? Are we just saying New York? Because sometimes you say the culture is New York people that is the culture. Which one is it? Is it hip hop? Is it reality TVs? Is it acting ghetto? Is it what? 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 No, for real. But it's like, what do we mean as the culture as black Americans? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? What? What does that mean? Um, But that table talk for me, it didn't. It was just Yandy was the main one speaking. Obviously, Um, it wasn't. It was. I think they wanted to be like this educated black talk, but you know, um, black professionals, and we have it in me, and we educating people. It wasn't given that because love and hip hop won't address what people are saying. Yeah. They're like, people are not telling you, whatever. We're not even talking about this shit no more. Mm-hmm. We're saying that Love & Hip Hop, you have a whole history. Your entire catalog is in the degradation of black people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. black culture. Yeah. So, okay, whatever. Erica Mena, the Puerto Rican girl who really never liked black people yeah. like that to begin with. Yeah, she got caught slipping. Mm-hmm. However, you did not give a damn when Chrissy uh, beat the shit out of Kimbella on TV. Mm-hmm. Y'all did not give a damn when... You know what I'm saying? When Rich Dollars was secretly marrying women and marrying them and doing all of this and playing them on TV. Mm-hmm. Y'all did not give a damn when Stevie J took a poor young girl, yeah. an immigrant young girl who had no family and was manipulating and abusing her on TV. Mm-hmm. And she was hiring drugs Y'all did not care TV. when Tommy was drunk everywhere and mm-hmm. to the point where y'all had to stop. Like, y'all did not care. Yeah. 
So don't make it seem like now you care. When Erica Mena has been calling niggas niggas on this show exactly, for the past Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So she she can say nigga, but she can't call you a monkey. monkey. Exactly. That's like, the thing. That's what's blowing me though. Be real. That, that's what's blowing me. And and that's be the thing. Real. That's why she also doesn't get it. She's not That's why to. she also doesn't get it. Because she's like, girl, I say nigga, nigga, nigga. I'm with a nigga. I fuck niggas. I, you know what I'm saying? But it's like the monkey part. I just call her a monkey. Now, do like, you think she's like a monkey though? I already expressed that I think. <laughs> and I said it in the most eloquent way. I said that she has primal features. <laughs> But that, can't get over that she is from the land of the you know she is an, the um, land of the who she Dang. is or original aboriginal black wow so you're saying original black people look like monkeys i'm saying so you stay trying to put words <laughs> in my mouth i said the same way i said before that i think that because you know we are evolved species. Wow. Homo sapiens, homo erectus, homo. Mm-hmm. You know, you took you took anthropology. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying she's of that first lineage. <laughs> <laughs> she still has a direct connection. She homo sapiens. <laughs> oh, I mean, Jesus! Wow, that's horrible. Untouched blood. Dang, you saying she pure? Pure homo sapiens. <laughs> That's very racist. <laughs> That's racist. Just saying black people. We black people. We I are. said spice. <laughs> you saying black people. You coming from We are not a monolith, Erica. You <laughs> let, me, let me reverse it. <laughs> you know reverse. She's Jamaican. Because, you know, also Jamaicans don't claim to be black people, too. No you facts. Know? They don't claim to be exactly. like, I'm not black, I'm Jamaican or Talk Caribbean. Talk about that, like, spice, too. And, and, and also, acknowledge that spice is being a bully on the show. Okay. And how so? I acknowledge that. You know, yeah, what Erica said was wrong, but y'all also trying to neglect the fact that she didn't have to say anything about that woman's son. But you know what? That I was saying, she did admit to it. She said that, I apologize, I should not have talked about the lady's child. However, she did what I did, like she said. She said, me, whatever statements I made about your child, your family, like, as an individual, I cannot trigger you to be racist. You know, like, if that, that's, you know, you're super angry and that's... What went came to your oh, mind yeah. as a racial student? That's something you have within yourself, not oh, no, not facts. because of this, yo, you know, whatever. So she did agree. Like I shouldn't have talked about the parenting, yes. but she could have seen like Erica. You could have called me anything else besides a so monkey, she would call her a cockroach. Because don't you remember when they tried that on Real Housewives of Atlanta? When Kim called Nene a cockroach and they was like, "Oh my God, they, they didn't like, make that, that a racial lines thing." With the projects, you don't understand what that. Remember that so as a black like, person. So it's like, let's also be real. You know, I'm not. You know how I feel. So okay, but, let's list out the animals we cannot call black people. Sure, you can't. Call you said no You can't even call us an animal. That's true. You can't. You cannot say. <laughs> Why you say it like that? Because animal as a noun. The but verb. you know, but it's sad though. It's, it's white people's fault. It's slavery's fault. That's no, what it is. is. It's like, you know. uh-huh, you owned us for four hundred years. Now you can't call us animals. Yeah, yeah. So like, damn. So no bad. animals. No, no insects. So no, no roaches. No bee. No bug. Yeah. No Wops. bed bugs. You can't say bed bugs. Ooh, don't say that one. <laughs> don't say that one. That's too deep. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, I mean, since we're already in the realm of women that degrade themselves a little bit, um, let's talk about this interview with Shannon Sharp and Brittany Renner. Mm-hmm. So, Brittany Renner is, I mean, if you guys don't know who she is, essentially she's a known 
Social Addy, media, yeah. You know, baddie is like a noun now. It's no mm-hmm. longer just an adjective. Yeah. It's like these type of women who mm-hmm. are social media. That's what they are. Social media influencers and going around dating famous IG men. baddies. Yeah. So Brittany Renner is like the leader of that. You know, we've known her in many different personalities. Mm-hmm. So this, her new personality, yeah. is one of, um, I want to delete my wholeness. By mm-hmm. owning my wholeness. Right, right, that right. That is her new personality. Right. So she was on Shannon Sharp's um, podcast. Everybody got a podcast because <laughs> I don't understand how you a TV host and then you also got a podcast and then you got another podcast. Yeah. Anyway, they were talking about body counts for some weird reason mm-hmm. where she said that her body count is 35. To that, Shannon Sharp, he did. He the, took hella shots. With your, with your uh, tea. He did. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He started choking and took a lot of shots. And I guess that was to allow to like maybe make it seem like whoa. Yeah, but that's what it was. Because I'm like, is it that you're like surprised? That's all it is, or you're like, damn, that's a lot. But it was yeah. definitely given 35 people that because I think she's in her early 30s too. Yeah, you know, um, and she, he was even telling the people like the background people like take a shot. We're in the kitchen because I know y'all want to take a shot too. To that, what are your thoughts? 35 people. His reaction. I think that. Let's really get to the origin of it. What brings Brit- Brittany Renner to your podcast, Shannon Sharp? He interviewed anybody. Like, seriously, Any and what, everybody. what brings her to your podcast? Like, I think that the point of him bringing her was to have that moment to eventually That conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. To, to let it be known that as an athlete, I think women you like you are hoes, mm-hmm. gold diggers, and we should express that. Mm-hmm. Because I don't even understand... You know, first of all, she's a known whatever mm-hmm. she is, mm-hmm. you know? So when I heard 35, I said, oh, well, that's it. Girl, I was not, I was just like, oh, that's not bad at all. I said, that's not bad at all. I tell people, you can average, like, even responsibly mm-hmm. sleeping with four men a year. That's true. Like, if you're each on season. your, yeah, each season, yeah. you can definitely have, like, a three-month fling. Ooh, we're not going nowhere. Yep. We're tired. Start Ooh. all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every If you're season. not careful. Literally, and, and let's say for uh-huh, real, let's uh-huh. say you living like that from a good two, three years. Even let's say twenty four to twenty to twenty nine to thirty. Golly, you can yeah. rack up that little number. Yeah, like it racks up. Yeesh. A girl like her, it's not, no, no, so I already say it like that. But like, and I think that's what for me. It's more of like, oh, with her her history, I'm like, oh, you know, that's not bad at all. I think I expect more because there's one. IG body stripper that says she slept with 2,000 people. Yes. What's that girl's name? Diamond yes. the Buddy or whatever her yes. name is. And I'm like, is it true? And she's like, yeah, because like she's also including girls too. She slept with different people. It's like some nights it's many people. Some nights she's just drunk. She probably don't remember, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I probably feel like, damn, over 1,000, that's an exaggeration. But motherfuckers be hoeing out here like no, that. No, there's some basketball players that have slept with over 1,000 like women. Yeah. And I feel like that's so nasty. Okay, now, so... Let's also switch gears. What's what would you say is a healthy number? That's what I was gonna say. Like, is thirty five even a bad number though? I think it depends on what age and from what time frame. Like, if someone, a, a woman that is in her fifties, tell me I had thirty five partners. I'm like, okay, like okay. Also, sure. depending on when did you start having sex too? Yeah, like okay. Now, me individually, I mean, thirty is a lot, but that's just me, my own per- personal like preference, and I also feel like that for men too. Like, damn, because I also see that, you know, sex isn't always just fully a casual casual. So a part of me yeah. is like, oh, you were connected to that any time many people. And what mm-hmm. time frame was this? Whatever, whatever. But it's not, I'm not going to be choking. Like, oh, you a hoe. Like, no, you know. Yeah. But just my personal, like, I would, I don't want to sleep to sleep with up to 35 people. 
that's just me. Um, but then if it happens, I mean, life be happening. It literally do be like four person a yeah. year. And it's like, and we all know how relationships are. Like, it's just so unstable. You may find someone for a good month. Oh, you think they're good. And we going out constantly and woo woo. And before I know it's ah, two months past, we enemies now. And sometimes it's like, if you count every little body, it could be like that. Because mm-hmm. it's like, there are people who have phases where it's like, Especially in this Tinder era. Oh, oh my God. Let's the be, COVID let's era. Let's be real. Yeah. yeah. Like, people get on these apps. Yeah. You connect a little bit. Y'all go on two, three Literally minutes. be a five-minute fuck. Yeah. Five-minute fuck. Y'all have sex. You realize, Night stands. Mm, it wasn't what I wanted. You stop yep. talking all over again. Yep. Literally. And it's like, before you know it, you done wrecked up five bodies on Tinder. Yeah. So, I mean, not me. That's not my story. But no, but... It, and it could be, like, in three months. That's just what happened. Yeah. Like, people really... Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think his reaction was definitely like sex shaming. Yes, sex shaming, body shaming, body count shaming, whatever. It was definitely shaming her because I'm just like you, you this man as an athlete, as your lifestyle. You trying to tell me you haven't slept with maybe like 300 women? And again, to me, I'm like, what brought her on your show? Like, if this was gonna be your reaction to her mm-hmm. life, then why you even invite her? To be honest, with his show, I really don't know what the um. What is the overall thing like? What's the purpose of his podcast? You know, it's what type of podcast? To me, you know, because his guest really varies. It really be so many different people. But a lot of times, he does give like relationship stuff. At to me, it gets like too. messy because mm-hmm. okay, even we didn't talk about this, but even when he did Dwayne Wade's interview, yeah, yeah, I felt like ooh, that was a weird question. Yeah. Like, how do you ask somebody what hurt worse, not getting a championship ring or telling your wife that you had a break baby? And it's what? also not given like, oh, you know, you want to educate the people. We want to. It's not. It's not given. This is a safe space, yeah. and you're here to like educate and you know talk about relationship men as an athlete, whatever your experience. Talk talk to the young men out there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying to the young ladies out there. It definitely is giving messy. Even the whole setting too is just giving like this is some casual, super messy stuff. Y'all just have a camera here, okay? Um, and we just gonna get into your business. Exactly. Um, and that's the thing with the celebrities who having podcasts. They just have. You know, the difference is, like, they have the opportunity to uh, interview other celebrities. Yeah. That's just that's that's just yeah, really yeah. what makes their podcast popping. Yeah. It's not necessarily the topic. It's not They're the journalism. Not it's not even like, oh, is this really interesting? Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's not their personalities. But it's just like, oh, because this guy's your neighbor. Yeah. Oh, y'all frequent. Y'all in the same union. Yep. The same whatever. Like, you, could get, you can get Kevin Durant. You yeah. can get this person. He body shamed her. Sex shamed her. So, I'm like, 35. That, for her, that ain't bad at all. Okay. She actually did pretty good. But since we're just in this topic of body counts, um, you know, Ari Fletcher, she went on Twitter and she was like, if a woman has sex with another woman, it's not considered a body. Because to her, um, getting a body is mainly with penetration. Mm. So this whole sex thing too, you know, it's just so like complicated <laughs> how we just define sex. Because some people don't, even with anal sex, some people feel like I've had anal sex, but I'm still a virgin. Or right? oral sex. There's a big conversation of Like, is that sex, part of sex part of or sex. that is just for play? Yeah. Right? So now, body count. If you've slept with... So, is she saying lesbians don't have body counts then? People, you know, there are there there is a community of people right. that believe that if a lesbian has never had sex with a man, that mm-hmm. they are still a virgin. Yeah. There's a community. Like, right, 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 right. So, mm-hmm. um... To me, I think it depends on how you want to, like, if you want to count, like, if you don't want to count it, 
then you might not count it as like a body. Because then all of us can't do shit. We could take all the other for us too. We shit at this point. I've only stepped with one person. No, I mean not like that in terms of like the female body. Because I feel like if that's not your sexual orientation, I get what she's trying yeah. to say. Like I don't. Sleep with women for real. I don't have four relationships. But I feel like that means you're also insulting the LGBT community. It is. You're saying that so they're not having sex. They they, they just playing around because I've encountered a lot of you know lesbians and when I be trying to get the tea like so you know how do you guys have sex? It literally be like oh yeah we fingered each other we gave each other head and yeah and I came off of that. They have orgasms and that's it. There's no they're never using sex toy, but they consider us oh I, I. I fucked her. If a human person gave you an orgasm, not a human it's, person, it's a body. Cause now you can get an orgasm from a toy. Okay. So if a person gave you an orgasm, that's a body. Damn. So even if they give you an orgasm, they didn't even touch you. No, come on. What? Which style? Maybe it's a deep mental. I beg that one is. <laughs> oh, you know maybe they're whispering sex stuff in your I ears. I ain't wired like that. It ain't gonna make me <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> So you gotta be touched by orgasm. I might be like, ooh, turn it down a little bit, but you ain't gonna make me orgasm from talking to me. Yeah, no. Um, oh my god. So even a guy just like rubs on your clip. He ain't gotta finger you and you come through that. That means you slept with him. Oh good. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's good plot twist. Good plot. <laughs> um shit. I mean, it's a semi-body, you know. That's oh, you could hump and grind and get an that's orgasm. What I'm saying. It be semi-bodies like that's not like the whole First of all, the whole institution of body means what? Like, is it literally like somebody that I've just had sex with, uh-huh. like inter intercourse sex, or somebody that I've had sexual relations with? Because I was listening to some male podcast, and they were saying that like low key, if a girl has given them head, they low key count it as like a body. Ooh, like not necessarily like they they not like telling people in their mind, they're telling yeah. people out like, oh, I, I had sex with this yeah. girl. But in their mind, it's like, nah. I, I fucked up like, a hole in her. Like, I got you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. it's like low key though, because like, yeah, if I, if I got some dudes to give me head, am I going to say, I don't know him? We never had no. Yeah, relations. We Bill, Bill Clinton. Yeah, I never had any relations. Hey, Bill Clinton got impeached off this. It's a body. Ha. <sighs> no, I don't argue with her. I don't think that, um, you know, if I don't think a body, then I guess as she said, having a body is it just via penetration. I don't, but you know, again, there are different types of penetration. Exactly. So like the lesbian community, those that use the strap-ons. True. You know, so I guess that's considered a body. But you know, okay, let's break this down. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying. Like. So a stud and a femme. The stud is wearing the strap-on, strap-on. right? The stud is the one doing the penetration. Yes. And then, and you know, they do say there are some strap-ons that when you strap on, it has a vibrating on right. the stud side. Mm-hmm. So she's having some clitoral stuff going okay. on. And you know, there are some studs that don't want to be penetrated, penetrated at all, at all yeah. you know. Um, so does that mean the one that wore the strap had that body, mm. but the femme didn't have the stud's body? Mm. Am I making sense? To be very honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Am I making sense? No, I get what you're Am saying. Am I going down a rabbit hole? No, I'm, I'm being real honest. I, I'm not in that community, so <laughs> I can't fully. You know, you can't relate. You don't understand. I can't fully speak to some of the yeah the colloquialisms in their own community. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Because no, for real, what you're saying is true. Like in, in straight math. Yeah, right. In straight math, that is the thing, that's right? The thing. That's how I was saying. But I don't know. I don't. I'm not good at gay math. <laughs> I don't know LGBT math. <laughs> 
at this point, sex math is confusing. It's not really math and adding up. Um, but I guess a body is whatever you consider to be a body. It's also your personal thing. When you said adding up, when we were kids, okay, this is silly. When we were kids, people used to say, um, what they say? I'm trying to have me plus you separate the clothes, divide the legs, and we're going to multiply. Damn. I never heard that one before, but wow, that sounds smooth. <laughs> And corny. That's yeah. what kids used to say. Yeah, like middle school. That was like a. And divide the clothes. Oh my mm, God. Mm, mm. Ooh. Growing up in America. Mm-mm. I know. American sex. Hi. Sex, 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 Growing sex, up sex, in sex. Everything is sex, sex, sex. Well, mm, speaking of growing up in America, our good sis Ebony K. Williams mm-hmm. has started some controversy again. Mm-hmm. So our good sis Ebony K. Williams I think she has a podcast too That's another thing You know when people be having their own platform Sometimes they just say things that don't even need to be said So I'm going to play for you guys A little bit of what Ebony K. Williams said on her podcast okay. The reality that needs to be said out loud Is that as black men age Their desirability increases Thus their optionality of women Is always expanding And the exact opposite is true for black women Mm-hmm As we age, doesn't matter how much money we accumulate, our degrees or professional accolades, the reality is that our marriage and partnership market value is depreciating with every passing year. Mm. So, you know, she said a little bit more than that, but I feel like that was the main cook of, Mm -hmm. I mean, hmm, the girlies was mad. Mm -hmm. The girlies, they started talking about it. Yeah. And, you know, in my opinion... Everything she said was valid. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when Ebony K. Williams talks, she does talk from a place of, like, I've been to school, I've traveled the world, I know the statistics, I'm telling y'all black people. And also from experience. Yeah. Because like, I think she's the living embodiment of that. Yeah. Ebony K. Williams literally, by any standard on paper, she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She went to a good school. Mm-hmm. She's educated. From she's, a good family. She's from a good family. She, she's uh, a Greek. She's, you know, she's in all the things that's supposed to give her access to yes. a equally yoked, great black man. Mm-hmm. But she constantly is in these situations where it's like, no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and it's, if not, a lot of it comes from like, I'm too mature or I'm mm-hmm. too established or mm-hmm. I'm too this. So I think when she says that like honestly for black women, um, cause I think the part she mentions is like like college, your college years are like your prime years. Yeah. To find somebody. I mean we joke about it, but I agree. Yeah, because she's like, you know, as you're getting your BSN, uh your J D, whatever it is that you're getting, get get that MRS title as well. Ooh. You know, like she literally said that. And she did also mention like as black women with a most highly educated group of people in America yeah. too. So that plays a major role where it's like, okay, you graduated out of co- college is your biggest social circle. Yeah. Really. It really is college and your job, but also like jobs, but kind of job is like, eh. really, and then if yeah. you work from home too, or you work in a specific type of like work environment, not really, but really college is where it you is. would meet someone like, okay, you're equally yoked with, you know, or he's also educated, yep. you know, cause once you graduate, you're not in those settings anymore. At all. It's you know, fact. Maybe you're constantly traveling for work, so you never have time to, like, let me go out and settle down and, you know, and, you know, establish some type of friendship or stuff like that. Or if you work from home or if you have this crazy job, you're a nurse, you're working 12, 24-hour shifts. You're traveling all Exactly. The time, it's like, whatever. how is it going to work out? Yeah. And it's, it's the sad truth, you know, because... The older you get, the more degrees you get. It's like, oh, you men will ask you, why have you never been married? And, you know, I almost feel like it is a direct correlation as to why we're the most educated. Because mm-hmm. it's like, 
Shit, we be having to get get paid. Yeah. We have to take care of ourselves and yeah. our families. Yeah. Alone a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, now I got to go get a more master's educa- yeah. and this more and that and other so I can make what you make because yeah. you're not yeah. here. Yep, it's like y'all black men, y'all don't really want us because you're gonna say, okay, you're too old. Oh, why are you too single? Damn, you never been married. Damn, you ain't no kids. You ain't got nothing. Damn, you, you really been single this long? And then it makes you like you are the problem. And I unfortunately feel like with black men, they just feel like they can always do better than black women. Like in their mm-hmm. mind, they just feel like I have more access mm-hmm. to black women. Like black, I shouldn't be limited to black women. Yeah, you that's know what the I mean? thing. That's, that's how the they word. see it. And I feel like. So the minute that they get to a place where they deem is successful enough, they almost avoid it. Like yeah. they don't say, "Ooh, I'm a successful black man." I don't want to speak for all black men. Obviously, obviously of you course, know, there's men that seek black women. But like, I think that there's a high percentage of black men, especially because they've been in these spaces where they've been the only black guy. Yes, and maybe been undesirable as the only black guy. Mm-hmm. That once they get to an affluent space of desirability, mm-hmm. they'd be like, "Oh, now I can access all these white girls that would have never looked at me." Yes, if absolutely. I wasn't rich, absolutely. Or like this black man, they be mad that, oh, when I was young, uh, maybe I was nerdy and, you know, the black girls in my school didn't want me. Did not, they didn't want you because you were black. You know, maybe you were just a lame. And maybe, and maybe you, are, exactly. you are not attracting your mates. If you're a nerd, go for another girl that's a nerd too. You're in the same category. But you can't be a nerd and you're going for the hot body girl, you know, for the top cheerleader. She go, look, she looking at the high That'd school job. She looking at the football star. She looking at someone that's in her category. That's boy mindful. No, really. No boy math. <laughs> no it is. But really. So it's like then they carry that like, yeah, I was in high school. I Because I, I, I didn't have my beer come in. I ain't had no pun money in my pockets. And no girl want me. Now I'm a grown man. I got money. Fuck y'all black bitches. And I'm going like, to go to the Afro-Latinas. And it's like, <laughs> I promise you, if she went to your school, she wouldn't have liked you either. Yes. Like, that's she what, likes you because of your money. Yeah. Like, Literally she wouldn't have liked you, Dion, before you got your she beard does, either. She doesn't understand you. She doesn't understand your culture, your background, what it means to be a black man, what it means to be black. She doesn't have to, she's not really going to have to support no. you. Again, we know we're not saying this for all cases, but a lot of the cases, this tends to be the situation. Exactly. So she's really just with you because, oh, you're a rich black man. Yes. And that's it. And, and you could take care of her. And you're going to take care of her. You're going to pay all her bills. And she's going to be a housewife. And they say black men have good sex. I, can, I can't tell you because I've never had sex with any other embrace, but. Oh, okay. Because, like, do we really I, ha- know? I don't know either. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what if, if black men have good sex? What if it is some white, white boys or other race out there, Korean men that got it going on? We just I'm sure know. they do. I'm sure they do. I'm going to find out soon. Oh, sure. Let us know. Do it for research purposes. Research, I will, for the content. Do it for research purposes. Since we're speaking about um, this different, you know, genders, right? It's a social construct, you know. Um, it's been a lot of things going on in the news. How, you know, nowadays there's that um, all gender restroom, right? Yes. You know, which I'm not super against. Like, if it's just one, just one stall once, that's fine, you mm-hmm. know. But I, I, if I do see a bathroom with multiple stall, uh, stalls and it's all gendered or whatever, I wouldn't go into it. Because I don't want to be mm. in a bathroom with someone that may be a man or whatever. I'm just be, I don't want to share a bathroom with a man. I, I don't. Ooh. Is that a bad thing to say? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but, okay, this has nothing to do with a man or whatever. But okay. um, the point is that um, it's a school. What's the school meetings that they do? PTA meetings? Not PTA. Yeah, board like meetings, PTA, board meetings. Board yes, meetings. board meetings. Um, and a guy mentioned how schools now allow transgender men to use the women's bathroom. Mm. And how it has gone wrong in many, 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 many cases. Yeah. Um, trans students, they go to the girls' locker room and, like, they flash the girls their penis, right? 
because okay, they're trans, but it's not like they've done the bottom surgery. Right. And we know to be considered trans, you don't have to school, have. Right. They wouldn't have done that. Yeah, and even to be considered trans, you don't have to have gone through right. bottom surgery. Um, in many cases, where like trans students have assaulted the girls in the bathrooms, True. right? Forced himself in the bathroom stall with them, try and molest them, and they're saying this is just not this is not just a one off case. This is something that has happened multiple times. Where like the kids will end up transferring to another school, the trans students that that does this, and do we and repeat the same thing again? Yeah, um, oh. and there's no real punishment because it's, you know this whole like you know it's trans sensitive. LGBT is very very sensitive, right? There, I know they're also trying. We want to be inclusive, but okay, how do we not be too inclusive? How do we not offend anybody, but also not hurt anybody? You know, it's one of those things. Now, do we feel like, especially in high schools, trans students should use the same restroom as, you know, all girls restroom or all boys restroom? No, I just genuinely think that, like, we need to just accept trans as a gender in itself. Yeah. Like, we got to stop trying to make it conform to the genders that already exist. Mm -hmm. I think trans is a gender in itself. And And I think mainly, I feel like it's mainly the trans people who, at least what I've seen, many of their argument is that they don't want to be... A gender and self. They want to be like, I'm a trans woman, meaning I am a biological, I'm a woman, period. But you it's know what I'm saying? That, baby. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, even once they get that in accept, acceptance that um, we accept who you want to be addressed as, yeah. but you have to accept that you, it's there are some things that's like, it's going to be different until like, even scientifically, you're not there. I think, like, mm-hmm. for you to do, if you don't go through no surgery and your hormones are yeah. hormoning enough, yeah. you're not, quali- you can't be qualified as the same as a woman because there's certain things that's like, if me and a woman get into a fight right now, whether we fight, whether she beat me up, I have a chance. Yeah. Me and a trans woman, I don't have a chance because yeah. your hormones are different than mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. No, it's, then it's no. No matter how much you try to suppress yeah, it. Like if, you, if you're not doing enough of the science yeah because there's people like janet mock like yeah um you know and you're, like all these people all these different actresses that have done the complete work mm-hmm. and then it's something like, okay you don't want to do it cool we accept you but it's not the same yeah i think it's nothing wrong with trans definitely let their let's provide that for them trans women have your own bathroom trans men have your own bathroom Women have your own, male have your own, kids yeah. have your own. Like, you know, because yeah. even sometimes it's the argument of like, oh, if a man has a daughter, does he take her to the man bathroom or take her to the you know, woman bathroom? Even that concept is yeah. confusing, right? It's because family bathroom. And yeah, yeah, and it's just a normal thing. It's like as a woman, even as a man too, you don't want to be in a man bathroom. And then some woman just walk in. I'm like, and I got my junk out. I'm peeing. Like, I wouldn't, as a man, I don't yeah. think I would want that unless you're just yeah. some weird, freaky person. And just as a woman, I wouldn't. You have, you know, someone may have been um, molested, abused. Just even yeah. the concept of fearing a penis, I think that exists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I may not fear you as a man. Like, you may be a nice person, yeah. but the fact that you have a penis, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a scary thing. You have testosterone. Yeah. It's a scary thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It can be a scary yeah. thing, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I do think let's just let everyone have their own things. Yeah. It's just safe and sound. People people definitely just need their own. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. nowadays, you know, people also say like, oh, well, they're just kids. You know, why would kids, kids harm kids? Kids, kids be not, the main ones harming They're the kids. ones shooting people now. Kids be the main ones harming people. They're the ones. Hey, I want to tell people, well, it's a small <laughs> epidemic, for real. This, this, let me be this up. It's a small epidemic. People, kids are extremely desensitized to, yes. to things. The, even like the way these kids talk about each other, just in general, you know how many of my students casually say to each other, that's why your mama did. Damn. That's why you, you, and they parents be alive and they say that. 
They, oh, your mama gonna die. I don't try. What? Like, that's just how they talk. Somebody gonna shoot. They have no concept of, like... You don't say something of, like yeah, that. Yeah, like, death d- is not a big thing to them. Yeah. They they see it. Even in these small headlines that they be seeing, oh, so-and-so is dead. This celebrity died. This rapper died. So-and-so, like, all of that desensitizes them. They have yes. no... So these kids are inherently wicked. Yeah. Mm. Like the thing, because they have no empathy, mm-hmm. they're inherently wicked. Yeah, these kids will stab you if they get mad at you. They will. So yeah, I completely believe the kids will. I see kids that they have creep tendencies. Absolutely. So Shit, they are creeps. Very much creeps. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But okay, that was my public school. <laughs> but yeah, um, are you listening to anything? Any music you want to give us? Anything on TV you want to give us? Um, oh my gosh, guys, you guys know I watch Apple TV. I watch the show, The Morning Show. Mm-hmm. That's the only show that I'm telling you, that show made me respect Jennifer Aniston as an actress. Because, you know, we all talk shit about her. Like, Jennifer Aniston is, who is she? Rachel from Friends, mm-hmm. a little comedic actress. Yeah. But she's not doing, like, c- comedy on this show. Mm-hmm. It's like a real, a, a dramatic role. Okay. And I'm so proud of her. She does it so well. So I like The Morning Show mm-hmm. on Apple TV. It's back. Mm-hmm. I've been watching, oh my goodness, I've been watching Force, which we call Tommy. Oh, yeah, I like that. I'd be so conflicted about it. What's the confliction? Because I feel like, I feel like, I, mm, it feel like they're trying to cosplay New York and Chicago. <laughs> like, this really is not how Chicago operate like this, in a way. I don't know, I always feel like it's weird how Chicago is depicted in shows. It doesn't fully give Chicago. Yeah. That whenever they de- depict Chicago, it doesn't fully give Chicago. But then yeah. again, I know, I understand that Chicago is super segregated, right? Yeah. You go to one part of Chicago, it's a complete different lifestyle. But we right? done been to all them parts by now. But if we're doing like urban Chicago, because that's what it is. It's urban Chicago. It's, it's the hood. It's whatever, whatever. It's kind of like, it doesn't fully give. But overall, I do enjoy it. You know, it's also redundant. and It's really repetitive. It's, it's redundant. It's like, you know, the like, storyline isn't like, it's like, okay, get to the, where's the juice where's the juice some right? characters and that's the thing like some characters are excellent supporting characters like who tommy mm-hmm. tommy is an excellent supporting oh, okay character. you're saying general okay. like tommy didn't need his own show i think we do love tommy a lot but i would i actually would enjoy seeing tommy much more in other power quite universes. frankly i don't see tommy as the star of force he's supposed to be but if he, he doesn't if anything i like what's the black guy Gennaro diamond Diamond. Okay. Like, he given... That's the older one, right? Yes. Yeah, because it's like, he has more of the conflict. He got the um, conflict with the brother, you know? Yeah. He was dating the the, the, the journalist, CEO, right? Yeah, uh-huh. And now he dating the, the prison guard, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And then he has the police officer who's trying to get him to give him mm-hmm. all the money. Like, he has more of a he deep story. He has more storyline, story but they and keep trying to keep it on Tommy, and then all Tommy got to give us is Mr. Bitches. I don't want to be seeing Tommy fall in love every season. Tommy stay on his phone. It's- Tommy literally stay on his phone. Meet up. It's like... Tommy's not the star of the show. He ain't even killed nobody good. He's not the star of the show. Like, that, that Hispanic girl died. I was like, damn. After that, that the storyline died yeah. with it. He's not the star so of the show. I'm like, yeah. Even his mama having more of a star. Have more like, of an interest. And I feel like, you know, some of those, like the way that white boys get in in Chicago is different than how they get in in New York. Mm-hmm. Like we would accept Tommy, but not like this. And Yeah, and that's, that's part of the conflict that they're all like, why? They're like, yeah, but. Then they're still not showing that well enough to me. They're not. They're not. Because even the Mexicans, they don't fuck around with people like that. They mm-hmm. like the black people like that. So even this whole, like, it's it's, it's not. It's just kind of stuff that's not Chicago for real. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, okay. Chicago girl. So you know the history. You know the ways. You know C-H-I-C-A-G-O. the code. C A G O. 
Oh wow! So you know the code, <laughs> Chicago code, girls. You talking about like you, 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 you got people in the trenches. You know how it go. How Herb do it, <laughs> girl boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually watched um the Black Book on Netflix. Mm-hmm. RMD Richard Mufet Damijo, a Nigerian movie. He's the main act- actor of the show of the movie. It definitely gives Equalizer John Wick. <laughs> You know, like, you know, he's now a pre- priest or pastor, but he had a history of being like a spy soldier, that Ooh, type of thing. To like, a spy soldier. You know, and like, oh, they killed his family member and he go crazy, type of thing. Just okay. to say, not to go too much of it. But it's really good. I would say the production was good. You know, their film tricks wasn't cringy. You know, when they do like the blow up car. It used to be like bomb. Yeah, the bomb. It's like, okay, it do kind of like a bomb. You know, it's not like, mm, you know, the you know how African there, movies yeah. are. Um, I think the actors were really great. Um, it wasn't too long because, uh, you know, Sometimes movies on Netflix really is just like, yeah. why are you making this two hours? Yeah. Make it a good an hour and 20 minutes and yeah. real good, you know? Um, I'm proud of RMD. I, I see him even evolving as an actor. I like because, him growing as an actor. Yes, RMD used to be the, the ladies' man, lover man. Love boy, like, he was yeah. with the husband and was the boyfriend. Oh, like, darling. Yes. You know, he was always that. Um, but, you know, the older he's, he gets, he's also getting this evolve in different roles, he's right? He's done so much different stuff. So, which is definitely great. I enjoyed it. It was definitely a good watch. I'm a, I did say I'll watch. Maybe I'll watch it with my mom. She, yeah. She I think she may enjoy it. Yeah. It was a good watch. It was definitely a good watch. Uh, I'm trying to see what else am I watching besides. <laughs> um, Love is Blind season five is out. You know, so there definitely is a Nigerian guy that's also on there again. Another Nigerian Are they man. targeting us now? I know, right? Like targeting Africans, only messy <laughs> right. in love, and so they just keep they keep it African. I, I, I don't know, and also it's always that one token black couple that you know whether they're they fail or drama or whatever. I just wish I'm like, is it that it's not a lot of people, black people or people of color that like try yeah, and be on they this show? Diversify the show. It they be, need to mix it up. You even know? if it's Latin people, Indian people, yeah, Spanish people, like some something else. It'd be like all these white couples. And it's like show us the different dates. Y'all be quick, like y'all just pick your best four and sticking it throughout. At least the first two, three episodes. Let's see the different conversation, different dates, different people, different yes. whatever. It's like the you know you pick. I don't know. It's just it's they not cut, fully they given. They cut a lot of it. I mean, they cut so much I, so quick. I'd be like, I think there's these little social experiment shows that they did on Netflix for it to be social experiment you cannot do it more than two or three times exactly because it's like now everybody knows the recipe of the experiment and it's getting faker and faker yes. it's not as real yes. authentic like oh my god the emotion is going on right now it doesn't give that yeah. so there's a little drama going on so one of um, you know the contestants on the shows or two of them they've dated outside before in the past oh. they did it outside so I'll just keep it there that's the little tea so I they've dated know. outside the pause and it's like you know they both come and they're like oh she's like Uche, you don't remember my voice? And he's like, wait, who are you? Should I know your voice? And oh, yeah, we And did. it's a Nigerian people? It's a Nigerian guy with an Afro-Latina girl. <laughs> with that Latina girl. I'm just a Latina girl. <laughs> um, and they did it like three months before the show. So it's, it's kind so of... Y'all they fucked know. three months before the show. But she did say she blocked him on social media when they broke up. So she's kind of like just ending it, you know, type of clean thing. So it gives that messy right mm. it gives messy very very messy but he's he doesn't want to because she's like well maybe we could have a fresh start and he's like no it won't, it won't be fair it won't be authentic which is true right which is true it yeah. wouldn't be authentic so he likes somebody else but she's friends with who she he likes it's like i don't want to give too much spoilers maybe another episode i would um but definitely watch it it's, that's the only juicy part that is good i don't really. think i'm interested Wait, that's I ain't watching all those fake ass conversations. I know. Um, what are you doing? What do you like? I know. Right? What are you wearing right now? Um, speaking of conversations, though, 
Let's talk really quick about this situation with Carrie Washington. Yes. So you guys, Carrie Washington has a new book out. Mm-hmm. What's the name of her book? Thicker Than Water. Thicker Than Water. Yeah, I believe that's what it's called. Um, yep. So recently, so there's this show on PBS um, mm-hmm. that's called like Find Your Roots or whatever, yeah. right? And it's had like quite a few um, headline worthy stories. It's like mm-hmm. what made Liam Hemsworth like kind of mm-hmm. take a step back from acting. Mm-hmm. Um, Angela Davis, who wasn't it Angela Davis, who found yeah. out that her, her people are white. Her people are like not just white, but like white plantation owners. Mm-hmm. Like she comes from a lineage of that. So there's had a lot of like earth shattering, life changing yes. revelations. And so did Carrie Washington. Mm-hmm. So Carrie Washington was scheduled to be on the show, I guess, as part of promotion of her book. Yeah. And you know, they tell people. Hey, let your family know. Before the book. Before. Oh, before the book came out? Mm-hmm. Or before. That's what I'm saying. She was supposed to do it before the book. No, the the um being on Finding the Roots wasn't part of the book. Oh, right. right so right. she did it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she did it before her book. So um, they tell people, like, talk to your family. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. see what's going on just in case because we don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. ask them if there's any secrets they don't want coming out on TV. But her family actually did have a secret mm-hmm. and they found out that um, her father is not her biological mm-hmm. father, that her mother actually went to a sperm bank mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to conceive yeah. her. Um, so I'm actually listening to the book right now. It's actually pretty good. Um, and she talks, you know, she talks about that too. But the overarching theme is that how secrets really... They grow so much and how they end up changing you, your personality. It changed like the how your life is kind of supposed to be, right? And she's saying how this secret and to find out after you she has what she has three kids now, you married, you know, um, and to find out that your daddy is not your dad. And but she always said that she always felt a disconnect between her and her father. Mm. You know, that it was we just never understood each other, right? It was just always something there. And her dad's mom, her grandmother, she always felt like the wind never liked her. That the woman always treated her like that's like a stranger. Like that's um, my son's wife's child. Yes. Right? But not like our child, not our um my granddaughter. Yeah. Like she felt she felt that like it's a yeah. little something a little there. Yeah. Um so not to give I mean, that's the main thing. But overall it's a very good book because she talks about her upbringing as well, growing up, you know, working middle class. Her dad was an alcoholic. Her mom was, you know, an educator. Um, but he was also like a functional alcoholic. Like he had own he owned businesses and stuff like that. Um, and how her interest in acting came about where because she felt like she was just always performing for her family, mm. and not performing like oh I could dance type of performance. But no, Jake, but like somebody that she's not so much secrecy, right? It's so much like don't say this, don't say that. You know, um, let's we're forming fists. We have to appear to be this perfect family. Mm-hmm. So we are all pretending. We are all showing up for our roles, right? And acting was her outlet, but it was still like she's when she does act, she's acting a different role. She's never being fully herself, herself. Ever, you know? It's actually quite it's actually a good book. I'm listening to it with the Audible, so it's her narration too, which makes it nice and personal. Yeah, that'd be making it better with yeah. memoirs. Um so I think it's a good book because it's been a while since I read like a listened or read to like a memoir. I stay reading like, you know. The urban books and stuff. <laughs> yes, I'm like, let me take a break. Um, but imagine, like, imagine if you found like a big family secret. Now this your big agent now. How would that make you feel? Uh, would you feel like y'all should have told me when I was younger, or do you feel like I get why you didn't tell me? I think both. Okay. I think I've found out something um, in an older age that I was a little shocked by. Okay, by your about your family, yeah, parents? about my parents. Okay, and it shocked me at the time. I remember feeling like super, super betrayed, and this, this, that, and the other. 
Um, but at the same time, I understood how it wasn't my business. Yeah, as a child, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that for something like that with Carrie Washington, I I feel like um, it's not something that you tell her. I think in her youth. Yeah. But I do think it's something that you eventually tell her as she gets older. Absolutely. Especially when she started, when she became pregnant, when you knew she was yeah. having kids. Yeah. I felt like that would have been the time to like, I don't know, I guess depending on the type of sperm you chose, maybe if you knew the family history of mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. if there was nothing alarming, maybe you don't yeah. say anything. Mm-hmm. But that's No, it. I think, I think it's because we all want to know who we truly are, you know, and part of knowing who you are, part of develop, developing or creating your own story is knowing your foundation. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it doesn't take away them, you know, her being that man being her father. It doesn't take away that yeah. that is her dad. That's her dad, her father, everything. You know what I'm saying? There's a man figure in your life. But I think it really is important to be, to really know like, well, you know what? You are actually from the people of, you actually Native American or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. even with me, you know, my stepfather was my main father in my life and is still my main father. That's who my dad is. Um, so he never ever made me feel like I'm not his child or what. I always felt like this is my dad, you know. But for me, my sister was different. I, I met him at the age of six, so I know right. this isn't my dad type of thing. But despite the great relation we have, there's still a part of, a part of me that's like, Okay, I see want to know about my biological father. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I still want to know where I come from, what that bloodline is, what is the history, what I look like, who do I look like? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for her to also say, like, she just always felt... Now, of course, growing up with, you know, a step-parent doesn't mean that you always feel some disconnect. You know, I feel like their situation was different. But I think it also just plays a major role. It's just that's something interesting for her to say that like, she just always felt like we didn't get... It, get each other like i was just always considered my mother's child i'm more like my mom i look like my mom i'm sensitive like my mom i'm more you know uh, uh, i'm more into books like my mom things like that that's important if like as a parent you don't your parent never acknowledges seeing themselves in you yeah exactly exactly and she always feel like she never met up to a standard because she always wanted a son too you know, and she's the only child. She has no siblings True. as well. Because her parents also, they had fertility issues, obviously, yeah. you know. So, also, that plays a major role, too, you know. To like, be he like, only agreed to this because he wanted a son. Then yeah. He got a so, it's just like, it, just imagine how long that conflict has been festering within her. I think it's been a, a conflict within himself and for him, for him not to even address mm-hmm. it because of that. Cause it's like, I, don't, no, I'm not, I don't know if it's because of that because she didn't end up being a boy, but it's just one of those no, that he always wanted to have to a boy. Not, like, you can tell, like, for her to feel it, that he, I think he had a conflict within himself yes, about absolutely. the whole situation. Absolutely. And, like, to feel like, oh, the conflict you've always had with yes. me is because. Yeah, this may have played a role. Yeah, like, because yeah. I feel like that is something, like, for men. I don't want to, you know, so again, I'm not a man, but I feel like for women. Um, the idea, or men and women, the idea of like not caring or not necessarily being a part of your child, yeah, cre- the the creation of it, yeah. I feel like it's one thing. It's like we both just doing a surrogate. Like I'm not carrying the baby either, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we putting the sperm, whatever, whatever, yeah. biologically or you know, however, we both don't have mm-hmm. that connection. But for her to the mom to carry the baby, yeah, and for him to know that the seed is not his, yeah. I think he he just never felt. Everyone is different, yeah. yeah. And I know some people, like, they're going through that process, and the man is ecstatic, like, yeah. this is my baby. Like, yeah. I don't care what nobody says. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is our baby. So, of course, this is different for everybody. Um, But it's just quite interesting because when she broke down, like, okay, when her parents said we have to talk, she said in the, the setting was, like, you know, her dad was, like, in a four-off corner. He wasn't looking at her. Did not make any eye. Because I, I could also understand from his point of view, it's, 
also even though like it's hard mm. to also admit like you're really not my child i can imagine that type of pain too yeah. you know what i'm saying or to know that as a man i couldn't give you life you know what i mean yeah. um so anyway it's interesting um secrets you know also for me i learned that secrets is just not a good thing you know i think the earlier the better it's just just say it you know just be as transparent as possible and there's certain things that i right, as a kid this ain't your business you know what i'm saying this happened between yeah. mom and dad wife and husband but certain secrets like this that can grow a leg and an arm and whatever yeah. like it, it had to be the show when would have been the appropriate time for them to say it in your opinion i think you know what i feel like if they told her right before college Oof. i think right before college maybe That's after- rough though I think it's because I feel like in college, those are the years you go through your hardest growth. Um, I think, right, like, you know, because you're like, okay, maybe elementary is too young. High school, whatever. But high school, I'm like, you're 18 or whatever. Of course, we know you're too young then. But just to give her time to grow with it. And then that would also mend their relationship. I think I would do it after college. For me, I'd do it before college. Because for me, I feel like before college, I feel like that would confuse them a little bit more because mm-hmm. college is such a yeah. such a already mm-hmm. finding your identity phase in your life. Yeah. I feel like to go into college, because like in college you're not with your family. Mm-hmm. So I feel like to leave with that secret would make you feel a little bit detached. I get that. I yeah. totally get that, but I could also feel like, damn, you waited this long. I'm a 23, 24-year-old grown poster. And regardless, yeah. it's a hard time to tell yeah. because now she found out as a 30-some woman, it may be the be- best time. You've yeah. grown. You she have your own sure. family you have a husband it, yeah. you're successful but it still broke her yeah you know what i'm saying because these are like also the concept of like when parents separate like it's painful regardless of what age for me my parents separated when i was older that shit still hurt me like a bomb i still felt like a six-year-old child like damn y'all finna separate you yeah. know um it's a touchy painful thing but i just you know family secrets are not good yeah they're not good more of the story for i think y'all should definitely get it it's an easy read easy listen it's not too you know some books just like damn what's going on like that um we want more wine yeah really you did too much with the second oh really book. i read the first one not the, the second. first one the first one was great uh-huh the second one was like i don't want to hear this bullshit damn, because what, what it, it was mostly about how they dealt with zaya okay which is like i get <laughs> yeah, it you said bullshit no because it was like this should have been a chapter Mm-mm. Not the whole four book. chapters of the book. <laughs> like this is enough. Now, Kilo Day, how many chapters will you be telling us? Oh, at nine, Zaya did this, and we knew. <laughs> and then I have. It literally was like for this portion of the book, I'm gonna call him Zaya because this is who he was. Here. So now <laughs> we're in the Zaya thing. It's like, girl, <laughs> not you wrote a book about your trans baby. Your trans step baby at that. Wait, that's what it was mainly about? It was a lot about how she dealt with that. No it way. Was, it was, I didn't even finish the book, to be honest. <laughs> I, I said, baby, I thought, because the first one was really interesting. It was really good. I liked it. Was it was really interesting. Yeah. The second one, it was like, cool. I need and more wife to understand to, this shit. Yeah, and then she started talking a little bit about turning 50, which was like, girl, you did a BET special on this too, so. <laughs> this ain't nothing new. No new but, information. Okay, you turn 50. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it um, regarding what we're watching and listening and reading. Let's go to our next segment. All right, guys. You guys know every week we got to give somebody who did something crazy, ridiculous, and um, our title of Olodo of the Week. An Olodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Olodo Rabata. Goof ass. I'm going to give Olodo of the Week 
to Mona Scott Young. Mm-hmm. Mona Scott Young is the creator and executive producer of Love and Hip Hop franchise. And, you know, as we spoke about earlier, this situation with Erica Mena and Spice has been growing legs for months. Um, but recently she went on Angela Yee's um, radio show, Way Up with Angela Yee, to kind of clear up some speculations about it. And in that, she said, basically she said this situation is above her pay grade now mm-hmm. that she don't deal with the final edit, she didn't see anything, so on and so forth. But to me, I feel like that's a lot of behavior. Absolutely. Because it's like Mona Scott Young, girl, you ain't had no problem being Olivia Pope talking about it was handled mm-hmm. when the situation happened. So tell us, you know, you still, like we said, you're not telling us the truth. Okay, yeah. this situation happened, but what about everything else? Yeah, that you always approve. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's absolutely it's 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 a big cap, as they say. And I big refuse cap. to believe a woman of her caliber lets anything go out with her name on it without looking. She's at talking it. about loving hip hop. It's a machine. It runs itself. No, it does not. Anyone who knows reality, reality TV knows that show. First of all, reality TV does not run itself because y'all need to add the drama, create yeah. the drama, create the scene, create the whatever. So it's not one of those shows, okay? But Love and Hip Hop with that kind of mess and the cast, it does not run itself. Y'all are there. There's too, That's what I'm saying. Like, there's too many. Everybody has a producer. Mm-hmm. So it's like every cast member has their own producer. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have that many people and say, okay, y'all, run it yourselves. There is one person who has to say, okay. Exactly. And that person is you. Yeah. Come on now. You know how you... Girl. So, take accountability, Mona. Yes. All right. Our next segment is Care for the Culture. And Care for the Culture goes to this Netflix show. Um, It is called Super Super Team 4. Um, It is our eight-part series, Hails from South Africa, based studio um, animation called Triggerfish. And basically bringing the story of young people alive. This was mainly designed by Cameroonian artist Malcolm Wope. The show, the show draws visual inspiration from retro 90s R&B and hip-hop girl groups. Um, so it's definitely a show about, you know, um, cute girls recruited to become um, super to become superheroes by retired um, secret agents. So maybe like black um, pop-up girls type of vibe. It is. You know? I've watched it a little bit, actually. Oh, yeah, you yes. have? I play it for my students. You know, I always try to play black stuff for How my students. How is it? They love it. It's so cute. It definitely is giving... Like, like African Powerpuff Girl, um, you know it, it's definitely like that kids next door that vibe mm-hmm. where like kids are saving the day, um, and it's really cute and it's just it's really cute and adorable and I think that like they do a good job of like showing Africa in its essence, but it's not too it's not too. Like, oh, they in the village. Too bush. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, because it's like every time they even do African shows, it's like mm-hmm. there's only children that live in the village. Mm-hmm. It's like all African kids don't live in the village. Some That's kids true. live in the city or the suburbs. Exactly. Or, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, they, they have, like, moments, but they're also, like, regular kids. So it's cute. It's relatable. I think yeah. for my students to like it and get it, it's relatable. Yep, I, I like that. I'm glad that they like that. Yeah. I get, I glad, yeah, I think I probably I'll try to watch it too because sometimes you just want to watch good cartoons and they're not good mm-hmm. cartoons like that. And we definitely need that representation. I'm glad that it's on Netflix as well. That it's not like yeah. it has to be on YouTube, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But we're like, oh, this is gonna reach a mass, you know, yes. group of people. Um, yes. So that's awesome. Any final thoughts, information, um, feelings that you want to share with the audience before we leave, guys? We're embarking the last month of my twenties. Mm. Um, it's been a journey. I started this journey with you guys at the ripe age of like what twenty four, maybe twenty five. Mm-hmm. It's a blur. But damn, as we approach the last month Damn. of my twenties, 
Wow. So you just got some days left in your 20s. I've got, yeah, like 30 days left. Woo. 30 for 30. How do you feel? I feel mature. That's good. You feel like a grown woman. I'm a grown woman. Do you mm. feel it? Well, I feel it every day that I pay bills. <laughs> every day rent is due. Every day I look in my fridge. I say, wow, I have to go grocery shopping again. Okay. Every time I look at my house, I say, nobody's here to clean it again. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, whoa, I'm an adult. Sure. But um, but no, I actually feel like, I feel actually better than I did going into my 20s. So. Okay. That's awesome. That's good. Here I think it would be a great job. one. I think it's going to be a great birthday. Um, so I just have a very simple quote. quote. It says, the man who can keep a secret may be wise, but he is not half as wise as the man with no secrets to keep, mm. you know? So keep mm. it real. Keep it a book. Be careful of secrets. Be honest with yourself, with your life, with your loved ones. Um, we know y'all love this podcast. Share this stuff. You know, please subscribe, subscribe. listen, share. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube. Okay. Social media, Instagram, Cross Culture. Do you know what it is? Thank you so much. And this is Cross Culture. I'm a logo. Somebody who is a dumbass. Stupid makes me comfortable Hey, it is Eric Kimona. It's Danielle, and this is Cross Culture. You know how we like to start.